0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday. Yes, it is. It is Thursday, November the 17th, 2022. And uh, we are here this uh, one week from Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is one week from today. Mm Mm-hmm. Holiday season is uh, here, man. It is here. So this weekend will probably be my uh Christmas outdoor Christmas lights installation that week. Probably do that Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah, so I'm curious. So you guys like pre Thanksgiving Christmas lights or after Christmas Christmas lights? You know, some people are pretty strict about this stuff. No Christmas lights until after Christmas or after Thanksgiving. And some are like, yeah. Sometime in November, I'm usually like right around Thanksgiving, either a week plus or minus week. You know, it's when I usually rarely after Thanksgiving, almost always the weekend before. Hmm. Which reminds me, man, there used to be a really cool uh, garage. It was really a, called a sample sale, the weekend before Thanksgiving, in a ne- in a neighborhood nearby and and I would load up on hats and performance tees and fishing shirts this guy was like a he sold he worked for um a uh, a distributor so he always he saved up all these extra all this apparel for the holiday sale sample sale and it always always this weekend coming up but last year he said it was the last year they were going to do it. And they've been doing it, I mean, I we've been here 10 years, and I've been going for like eight years. I found it like the second year we were here. But apparently they've been doing it for like 20. Yes, please let me know, Paula, you live there. If that sample sale is happening this year, please let me know. I love that. Over the last few years, the 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 uh, the inventory had kind of dwindled a little bit. It wasn't quite as much. I'm sure they were probably on their starting to re- starting to phase out. But man, I would get five dollar hats, Guy Harvey hats, like this is not. I'm not talking about you know is junk. This is good. Um, college tees, college sweatshirts, college. Uh, jackets, button ups. Hmm. I hope it's happening, but yeah, they did say last year that it was going to be there last year. So, but anyway, it was. And that was anyway. All that to say, it was kind of the start of my holiday season. The sample sale. That was the. That was the beginning of my holidays. I would rack up on about, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars worth of items. Where you would pay easily double that, easily double that if you were to buy at retail. Probably more like 150, probably be more like 350. Anyway, yeah. All right. Um, well, today we are in Psalm 43. Psalm 43. Um it's not very long guys. It's a very short psalm, so it's very like only five verses. So it's very likely we will get to CS Lewis's reading today. Um which also is again about heaven. I just glanced at it earlier today. It's uh it's also about heaven. And just sort of the, you know, the desire for heaven. Um Yeah. Welcome everybody. Hope you guys are all ready to go here. Good morning, Mark and Diana. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Jeff. Oh, you guys have jumped on. Also, you—I did post in the uh, notes today the uh, devotional that we will be doing starting next week. False, not next week. The week after next, after Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, November the twenty eighth, Monday, November twenty eighth, November the twenty eighth. We will start the NT Wright um, study. Um, devotional. It's called An Advent for Everyone Journey Through the Gospel of Luke. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah, check it out. If you want to follow along with your own um, devotional, check that one out. All right. Uh, verse uh, Psalm 43. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Mark and Diana. Good morning, Paul. What's up? Verse 43, vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. What's up, Alex? Good morning, man. Hmm. So vindicate me. Help me, Lord. Plead my cause. Help me out against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked yeah um it's interesting that um the scripture teaches us that you know our heart can be um that our heart our own hearts can be deceitful hmm. uh not just to other people to ourselves <laughs> our hearts can deceive ourselves um after the first of the year, we're going to start a series at Bayside based on a book Andy Stanley wrote called uh, "Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets." And um, one of the one of the discussions in there is about that very topic. So it's the passage from Jeremiah, Jeremiah seventeen: um, "The heart is deceitful; um, who can cure it?" <laughs> you know, one and deceit is deeper than lying. Um, uh, you ever see a salesman that's lying? You're like, man, get out of my please. You're lying, you know. But deceit is uh, a good liar, <laughs> and a good liar is what one you can't tell the difference. Like I don't know, yeah, I don't know if they're telling the truth or telling a lie. That's that's deceit. A, a liar mm, usually you can see through. You can see through a liar, but a deceiver. Hmm. That's why they deceive, because they make you think they're telling you the truth. And the Bible says that our own heart is deceptive; our own heart will lie to us. Um, it's interesting. Um, have you ever like been fixated on something you want? Maybe a, a new purchase. You wanted this, uh, this car, or this boat, or this house, and it's something you want. Um. It's amazing how you're you're um you can convince yourself that you not only want it, but that you need it. <laughs> Your brain does this amazing thing. It upgrades our wants to needs. Um that's what our heart does. Our heart does that. Our heart says, no, nah, you don't just want that. You need that. And it's really hard to argue with a need. Like wants, oh come on now. Yeah, we yeah, everybody wants something. Need, no, I need that. I need, my family needs it. I need that four-wheel drive. What if I have to bring my children to school in the snow? I need the four-wheel drive. But you're in Florida. There's no snow. But it could happen. Could happen. What if, and I will be ready, and I can help my neighbors. See, I need to be a good neighbor. So I definitely need that four-wheel drive. (laughs) It's for Jesus. See? See, your heart deceives you. It upgrades wants to needs, um, but anyway, that word "deceit," uh, deceitful, reminded me of that. Um, that's why we need godly godly counsel. That's why we need um, people to speak into our lives. That's why we need the Word of God, because we can deceive ourselves. Um, there's this thing uh, that psychologists and others have dis- have um, done have discovered long ago and I mean literally hundreds and hundreds of years ago, uh, called confirmation bias. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but, uh, confirmation bias is the, uh, is the tendency that we have to find data and facts to confirm what we already believe. <laughs> we, we, we tend to find, you ever notice that like you, you know, if you, if, if, if there's something that you really want, uh, you do research on it, and wow, it's amazing how the data supports what you always wanted to do. It's it's confirmation bias. Um, we see this so much in like political uh, the political arena, right? Like if you think a certain candidate is a horrible person, then the things that you see that confirm that belief, uh, you'll share. <laughs> Let's be honest, you'll share it, you'll post it. But information and data that you see that, um, say, you think someone's a jerk, but you find information and data that uh, confronts or opposes that position, you will ignore it. You won't share it. You'll ignore it. We all do this. It's confirmation bias. And so um, it just reinforces what we already believe. And so we have to work really hard against that to really be truthful and honest, uh, because we tend to. Um, gather data and facts that support what we already believe. <laughs> we like and I guess it turns out we like to be the choir likes to be preached to. <laughs> preached to the choir right saying saying what you already believe yep that's what we like. <laughs> Tell me what I already like Tell me what I already believe mm-hmm. you see that online all the time man. We all do it. none of us are uh, exempt from this. It's just, uh, I know something to be aware of. All right, we've got through one verse, man. It wasn't even about that. I mean, it just got off on a tangent. My apologies, my apologies for getting off on a tangent. But I was been thinking about it. Um, verse two: You are God, my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? He's struggling, man. He's he mad. He mad you mad at God. God, I, you're my stronghold. You're the one I go to for help. So why have you rejected me? Now, God didn't reject him. That's what, he's, that's what he's feeling. See, feelings will lie to you. That's what he's feeling. And he's being honest. That's how I feel right now. And we've probably all been there, right? You've been there. You've been there where you feel like God rejected you. Like, God, I believe in you. I trust you. But I feel like I can't find you. So why must I go about mourning? oppressed by the enemy. Send me your light and your faithful care. Hmm. And we could take some of that today, couldn't we? God, send me your light and your faithful care. Yeah, I'll take some of that. I'll take a double helping of that. <laughs> I'll take a double helping of some, some light and faithful care from the Lord and let them lead me. It kind of goes back to the deceit, right? We need God's light and faithful care to keep us from being deceived, to keep us from deceiving ourselves, even our own heart. A little joker, <laughs> a little heart in there, a little joke in there. He'll deceive you, man. He will. He good liar. He a good liar. Mm. You, you, man. We we sell ourselves stuff that a salesman could never sell us. You think about it. We, we sell ourselves on lies that a salesman, someone else, they'd never be able to sell. This. You know, but our little heart, man, it'll tell us everything we want. This is why you need that. You need this. Now, if a salesman tried to tell you you needed it, you'd be like, man, please. You're just trying to make a commission. you just trying to make a commission. But my little heart now, my little heart, he good. He deceives. He'll start telling me all the things I need. It ain't fair. It's all telling me about how life ain't fair if I don't get what I I want slash need. Mm. So we need the Lord's light. We need his faithful care. Let them bring me, that is God's light and his faithful care, let them bring me to your holy mountain in the place where you dwell. Yeah, lead me home. Come on, y'all. Lead me, lead me home. Lord, I need your your light and your faithful care to lead me home. Let him bring me to your holy mountain, the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of God. To God, my joy and my delight. I will praise you with liar. Not, not not a liar. This is L-Y-R-E. Not a liar, like someone who don't tell the truth. It's an instrument, musical instrument. I will praise you. Because I ain't going to be praising the Lord with no liar next to me. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And uh, the Lord say, yeah, well, that little liar, he living in you. (laughs) Burn. Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. My heart is deceitful in all its ways. Who can cure it? That's true. That's true. You're right. (laughs) So you're going to praise the Lord with the L-Y-R-E and the L-I-A-R with the lyre, the instrument, and the liar, You know, a little deceiving heart you got. <laughs> We're probably going to bring it to Jesus and his light and his faithful care. going to help us. Yeah. Then I will go to the altar of God, my God, my joy, my delight. I will praise you with the liar, oh God, my God. Why, my soul? There was a repeat phrase. We. Read yesterday. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So Psalm writer starts that brief little five-verse psalm with a, a plea for help. Vindicate me. Why am I dealing with all these people who are oppressing me, who are wicked? Lord, you're the stronghold of my life. You're the one I believe in. You're the one who I trust. But I feel like I can't see you. I can't feel you. I can't find you. So I need some light. I need some faithful care to bring me into your presence. And Lord, I pray that I can meet you at the altar and praise you with my whole heart. And there be reminded that I have no reason to have my soul downcast. I have no right reason to have a downcast spirit. Because my hope isn't in those things. My hope is in the Lord. Maybe that's a great reminder for you today. man. man it's so easy to shift our hope to things temporal, things material, um, things not permanent, not, not eternal. And uh, those things will not uh, provide ultimate security and confidence. They will e- eventually discourage us and dishearten us. But uh, the word of the Lord reminds us today uh, to redirect our hope um, to the one who never fails. Redirect our hope to the Lord God Almighty who uh, who is and was and is to come and will never fail. Yeah. All right, let's see what C.S. Lewis has to say. This is a, a reading from... From one of his works called *The Weight of Glory*, this particular excerpt is entitled "Excerpt" is entitled *The Sweet Secret Desire*. Uh, it's November seventeenth. Reading uh, from C.S. Lewis, this is uh, about heaven and about our di- desire to be uh, in the presence of God in, in in heaven, a place we've never been, but yet we have a desire to be there. So let's see what he has to say. Y'all ready? Let's do it. In speaking of this desire for our own far-off country, what, we have a desire for what? Heaven. Which we find in ourselves even now, I feel a certain shyness. Hmm. Like, uh, I have this desire for heaven, desire to be uh, live eternally with God, but there's a certain shyness. Hmm. I am almost committing an indecency. I'm trying to rip open the inconsolable secret in each one of you. He says, uh, by uh, by by tinkering with the desire in all of us for something so sensitive as heaven, C.S. Lewis says, I feel a certain shyness about doing that. Almost, almost like it's an indecency to be uh, probing around in an area of our lives, in an area of your life and in mine that is so personal so secret uh so uh intimate he says I've, I'm trying to rip open the inconsolable secret in each one of you the secret which hurts so much that you may take your revenge on it by calling it names like nostalgia a romanticism or adolescence huh. so that you know that desire for heaven is it is it just a a fanciful feeling is it just a Is it just childish thoughts? Um, You may even call it that nostalgia for something that maybe you once had, but it's a longing. It's a longing for the beauty of heaven. He says you may even call it names. The secret also which pierces with such sweetness that when in very intimate conversation, the mention of it becomes imminent. We grow awkward and affect to laugh at ourselves, right? It isn't true. Talk about heaven, talk about supernatural spiritual things with about being with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we don't really know. But yeah, I know. We get bashful and weird. <laughs> Particularly those who don't talk about these things very often, right? You start talking with someone about spiritual things, about the about something as personal as heaven, about being with God. And it's in CS Lewis is kind of talking about this, this weird um shyness that we have about it. We grow awkward, I love this, and affect to laugh at ourselves. The secret we cannot hide and cannot tell, though we desire to do both. We, 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 we can't hide our desire to be in a place of um, of beauty, a place of splendor, a place that is eternal. We can't hide our, hide our desire to be there, and yet we can't say anything about it. We just can't seem to talk about it. We cannot tell it because it is a desire for something that has never actually appeared in our experience. We've never been to heaven, so how do we talk about it, right? So we can't tell about it because we've never been there. But we cannot hide it because our experience is constantly suggesting it. And we betray ourselves like lovers at the mention of a name. Oh. you know, when someone has a crush on someone and, and somebody else says their name, is like, <laughs> I start wondering, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, don't you love to do that with your kids? Kids, are, oh, you you, you kind of like Cat- Sally, don't you? Oh, no, don't know. Who's Sally? I've never seen no Sally. What do you mean, Sally? <laughs> oh, shucks. You got a crush on Billy, don't you? Billy? I don't know. Who's Billy? I don't. Mm but our, our emotions, our actions betray it. And even when it comes to heaven, right? We, our, we can't help but desire it. We can't help but um, long for it. We can't hardly really talk about it because we've never been there, but we can't stop thinking about it <laughs> because our experience here on earth points to a place that is perfect, where God himself dwells. Our commonest expedient is to call it beauty, and behave as if that had settled the matter. So, if we're, so you know, something, something, we we have a brush with the divine in one of our experience in our experience in human life. Like something happens, a, a, an awe inspiring moment. It could be a, a seeing a beautiful sunset. It could be the the putting the a newborn baby or grandchild or child in your arms. It could be looking into their eyes. It could be uh, a, a incredible moment of self sacrifice or service that just is beautiful and that's all we can say we all we can say about that is that's beautiful but it, but it points to something so much more like why does that evoke such a powerful thing in us how is it that something like beauty inspires us why is it that we have even a word like awe in our vocabulary like, that was awe-inspiring. What does that mean? What is the functional purpose of being awed? Nothing. There is no purpose to it functionally other than it points to another place. It points to something else. And we call it beauty. Oh, that was beautiful. How often do we say that? Man, that was beautiful. Beautiful. The books or the music in which we thought the beauty was located will betray us. The beauty actually isn't in the book. The beauty isn't actually in the song. The beauty isn't actually in the in the picture. The beauty actually isn't in the sunset. If we try to locate the beauty there, if we try to say that's where the beauty sits, then they betray us. These things, the beauty, the memory of our own past, are good images. What? I'll oh, one. The books are the music in which we thought the beauty was located will betray us if we trust in them. It was not in them. It only came through them. Wow. <laughs> so that sunset that inspires you, that the beauty, the awe-inspiring thing isn't in the sunset. It comes through the sunset to you. This thing the song that you hear that inspires you, that moves your heart, it's not in the song. But that which moves us, that what that which inspires us comes through the song. Hmm. These things the the beauty the memory of our own past are good images of what we really desire but if they are mistaken for the things themselves they turn into dumb idols breaking the hearts of their worshipers is this idea of the these things things created things that uh through which we are inspired we don't we can't worship those things because the the beauty uh the the inspiration comes through them um and i think what cs lewis is insinuating is it comes through them from god <laughs> god uses these things to inspire us but they're the the inspiration is not located in those things it comes through those things Hmm. And if we try to worship those things, they become empty dead idols, and they destroy the worshipers. For they are not the thing themselves. They are only the scent of a flower we have not found, the echo of a tune we have not heard. Wow. Wow, they're echoes, man. Man, all over creation, there are echoes of the, the, the God of glory and might. It's just echoes. When we're inspired, that's just an echo of what's going on in heaven, of that eternal home where everything is beautiful. (laughs) They are news from a country we have not yet visited. Do you think I'm trying to weave a spell? Perhaps I am. But remember your fairy tales. Spells are used for breaking enchantments as well as for inducing them. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, that C.S. Lewis guy, he's going to be all right. He's going he gonna to make it one day. He's going to make it one day. Oh, man, I love that. When you see, when you see just glimpses of beauty um, and inspiration in this, in this world, uh, they're echoes uh, of home. They're echoes of that secret, um, sweet place uh, where God dwells, where the psalm writer was saying, lead me there by your light and your faithful care, lead me there. Not only into your presence in worship, but into uh, your eternal habitation. Yeah, so that makes us we can appreciate, as he said in other places, we can appreciate this world more because when we see those little glimpses of inspiration and and um, and uh, awe, we don't we don't have to try to worship those things because we know that the inspiration is not in those things the inspiration comes through those things from God. So we can enjoy them even more because we don't expect them to be God. That's awesome. All right, you guys, thanks for being on today. Hey, let's pray. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for inspiring us in so many ways through music, through art, through day-to-day brushes with with the divine. God, uh, we know that in all things, you're uh, sending forth echoes of your glory and your grace and your love echoes of a place that is permanent and eternal where you dwell, where you abide, and where the faithful and the redeemed uh, long to go. Lord, I thank you so much for your people. Thank you for this uh, time that we've had together today. I pray your blessing and encouragement on each person. Those people who are traveling, pray your safety and your covering over them, whether they're traveling by car or by plane um, or bicycle. Lord, just keep them safe. uh, Get them to their destination and return home safe. Um, Lord, may this be a a good week uh, and may we draw closer to you and may we be good witnesses to our friends, to our families, everywhere we go. Help us to be a positive impact for the gospel of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for uh, being on today. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing this podcast. If it's encouraged you, Thank you for leaving a comment. If you're listening to the podcast uh, audibly, I uh, really appreciate that. We'll be back at it on Monday and uh, read a little bit more through the week. Um, and then a week week from Monday, uh, we'll be starting the Advent, from, Advent reading uh, from N.T. Wright. So uh, if you want to get that, go ahead and place that order for that, and you can uh, be following along with that uh, Advent devotional starting November 28th. All right, you guys. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much. Thanks so much for being on today. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. God bless. Thanks, Miss Simmons. Thanks, Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at BaysideChurchSH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.